welcome to the Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum, to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots, and to explore the foundations for small groups that are organized to beat the devil and to produce disciples of Jesus Christ, who in turn, disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes, and I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministries. And I'm Steve Manskar. So today we get the opportunity to, or at least I had the opportunity to interview Nancy Going, who is the Executive Director of Vibrant Faith. Vibrant Faith is an organization made up of a number of faith formation leaders from various denominations. Their mission is to help recreate transformative Christian formation. And so one of the projects they have in particular is the Vibrant Faith Project. And so we're going to talk about that in just a second. So uh, for those who are, are not familiar with that, I'll give you an opportunity right now to pause <laughs> if you're not in your car listening to this, if you're near a computer, and to look up the Vibrant, Vibrant Faith Project. I think it's just vibrantfaithproject.org. And the things that we're going to be talking about in particular are the image card sets that they have available. So um be, be looking out for those. I hope you'll get an opportunity to look at those. That'll help make this podcast, make it make a little more sense anyway. Um, this is somewhat, I think, of a follow-up of our last podcast, or one of our last podcasts, maybe not the last one, where we talked about no curriculum, right? Curriculum mm-hmm. being a crutch. So this yeah. is a way to, um, to, to do faith formation uh, without a curricula. Um, I, I did have one person at least pull me aside and say, really, a podcast? that curriculum's bad <laughs> and I had to clarify no we, we, we didn't say it was bad just that it there's a proper place and time for it right yeah it's it's not well we're not anti-curricula w- w- no we're not we what we advocate is that curricula need to be used in a way that is formational yes and not simply to entertain or occupy people's time or just dispense information or dispense information you know the curricula i think small groups should always lead people to formation of habits and to practice yeah yeah um so faith formation is more than just filling people's heads full of really good information about scripture and theology and history and yeah cultural uh, current events, you know, it's we need to do. Sure, that's all good stuff, but yeah, yeah, that's not all um, there is to disciple making. But if we're about making forming people as disciples of Jesus Christ, right? That curricula needs to have a purpose, mm. and be mm-hmm. and it should be ideally be used purposefully. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah, and I think that's a good lead-in then to. Um, to this way of, of doing a small group. I mean, a way that perhaps is quite a bit different, might even feel a little awkward at first, but I think can be tre- of tremendous value to a group in h- engaging participants and, and then really having some deeper discussions about faith formation. So well, enough of, of the ado there, and we'll turn it over to, to Nancy. Well, Nancy, thank you again for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. We've, we've known each other for a while now. Got to, got to, I've learned from you a lot of things, and I'm very excited about sharing about the Visual Faith Project. I've gotten to use it. I use it very frequently in, in my small group at church. And so I want to give you an opportunity just to share a little bit of the background and the research that's gone into the Visual Faith Project. 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. It's so good to be able to be here with y'all. Yeah. So Vibrant Faith, my organization has been working on the Visual Faith Project for about three years. And um, what we decided to do is um, when we were first exposed to this, instead of just saying, wow, is this cool? Um, we decided to drop back and say, okay, what is it about this that works and why? And um, and so we did about a year's worth of research with um, kids and parents. We had um, seven cities around the country. We ended up with about 100 people where we asked them to use images to tell about different parts of their life of faith. And um the various things that they were able to express through that led us to believe, yeah, we're really onto something. Um, so we have that research that we did that that is actually um, tells you about people's starting points is is where it ends up going, so that you have a pretty strong sense of when I'm what this these are the kinds of things that people are carrying into into church with them. Um, and that's really helpful for being able to, um, to connect know where they are, what they're coming with people's hearts. Exactly. And, um, so that was a, a, a wonderful project told us that there was really something to this, to the power of this, of, uh, of connecting images with scripture for the, for transformative faith formation. Then we also, um, lined up seven churches to, to, um, to use it in five different ways with with three different age groups over a period of six months. And, um, and that also told us the feedback that we got from that, from those people in churches, uh, said to us, uh, yes, this, uh, this does work and it works for some specific reasons. Um, and so we've tried to document that and have that be a part of what we teach people about is this is what's going on inside of people. And this is why images matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say a little more of how people can engage the Visual Faith Project. Sure. So um, it's really a matter of just using photographs um, as you're um, having people talk about something. So whether that be with scripture or or any other kind of of conversation you're trying to generate, um, putting out photographs and having people choose a photograph to um, connect with as they're doing that talking, um, we've discovered uh, just makes a huge difference in where people go and what they say and what they talk about, first of all. And then secondly, it makes a huge difference in how they relate to whatever the topic is that, uh, that you're trying to bring forth. So, you know, some people are using it in, um, in leadership meetings. Um, what is, yeah, like what does the vision of our church look like? to ask that question and have people pick images to, to be able to um, share that. Um, other people are using it with scripture, you know, and we've got um, a lot of resources that we've developed to help people do that. So here's a passage, here's Mary and Martha, where's a picture that, um, that, you know, grab a picture that helps describe where you would be in that story. Um, and then add, add two or three different questions onto that about um, what does it look like to um, to to depict or imagine um, the Mary and Martha story through photographs. Yeah. Yes. Let's let's kind of pause there because I think you hit on a lot of things that I think we need, we can expand upon. At least that's been my experience. 
and I was fortunate enough to be trained by y'all in, in using these, so I have a little, little extra experience using them and uh, learning about the research. Um, but one of the things as I've used them that has become even more clear to me is how it really is a different conversation. Yeah. If, if I go in and say, all right, we're going to read the Mary and Martha story uh, and, and, and now let's discuss it, my guess is I'm going to get a lot of hesitancy because people tend to think about, let's have an intellectual conversation yeah. about this passage. It's very objective. Whereas using these images, and it doesn't have to be just those, really any images, any images. really helps us have a different conversation. How does this, when we use the images, we can begin to have an emotional conversation yeah. about yeah. what my experiences, what my experiences bring to this. And people are much more willing to get engaged with that sort of conversation. It's much more subjective. I can rely on my experiences. I can do that. I'm not as intimidated about, well, you know, you know, Paul over there, he's the Bible scholar. And if I say something, he's going to tell me I'm wrong. And da 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 da. You probably have, have gone through this or seen this in yeah. a Bible study. And those dynamics go away, right? Because we're not having an intellectual conversation, although we can kind of fuse that in as well. But we can begin to talk, as you said, in, the, in this heart language and these yeah. things that are going on inside of us. And we have a very different conversation about Mary and Martha than we would have had otherwise. Yes, that's exactly right. And um, we find that happens over and over again. So the benefits are not over, not only are people able to, um, to talk and share and articulate at a deeper level, um, the images give them a way to express what's going on inside them or, or what they think in a way that doesn't happen, simply doesn't happen without them. That, that in itself is exciting because, because the conversations just go that much deeper. But here's what is even more exciting to okay. me. I find that the images tap into people's, um, into people's unconscious and their experiences in ways that they are not really even aware of. So if a person goes over and grabs an image and then you start having a conversation about um, the Mary and Martha story, um, that image that they grabbed spoke to them in one reason or another out of their story and their experience. So, um, so it brings it brings people's experiences and life stories into the room um, in a way that that they don't even necessarily plan on, um, but but it allows their their brain and their their consciousness um, to to come forward. So it's um, it, it it's it's pretty striking what happens in that. Yeah. So these aren't just illustration tools, right? Right. This really is connecting emotion. I'll tell a quick story. And that when the, I think like the day of the training, I went back to, to my church and had to lead a, a grief care class that night. And so I was very excited about this. I thought, well, I'm not sure how I'm going to use these, but I'm going to bring these and we're going to figure out a way yeah. to use them. So I put, you know, and, and I had, you gave me one of the packs and I guess there's what, 50 or hundred images per there's pack? There's a hundred images okay. per pack. So yeah. I spread out, I think most of them, only the table held all of them. So I spread out all these images and I used, oh, it'll, it'll come to me in a second. I asked the question, um, find a picture that expresses your grief. Uh. And so uh, they went and found a picture. And then, um, you know, the first person held up, talked about the picture. The second person just held up their picture and cried. 
Wow. And it's when she held that picture up, we all started tearing up and we got it, right? It was this image of just chaos and red and, and, and we all got it. And she just had to, we just let her sit with it for a little bit. And then it really helped her unpack her emotions. And then we read uh, the story of uh, Jesus and Lazarus, right? And, and so we talked about hope in this, in this, you know, where Jesus experienced grief and then where Jesus experienced hope. And so I said, all right, now go find a different image, an image of hope. And so they went and grabbed a different image and talked uh, about hope. And it was like, that could not have happened <laughs> without those images, right? Yeah, I mean, how life-giving that was so that they were able to, to go and grab that and be able to articulate that for one another. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that, that is really powerful. That is really powerful. Just go from the train and throw them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were going to say but, something, good. Well, yeah, I was going to say another another story related to that is I've had it happen a couple times where um, where we were doing um, picking images related to a Bible story, and somebody uh, would look at somebody else's image and go, "What? Like that makes no sense makes to me." Makes no sense, yeah. And then you know, and then as the person explained it, it's so clear that that this person's life story and this person's experience was so different than the person that was questioning it, that um, that the person who was questioning it saw the Bible story in a whole new light. Um, and wow, how is, rich is that for us to be able to, um, to read scripture um, through one another's eyes in a way that we usually don't. We usually let somebody else tell us what this means instead of, um, instead of allowing the spirit to move. And that's what we really have come to understand happens in this process is it creates space for the spirit to move between the story and me and between you and me and, and the story or whatever the topic is that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I, mean, I can see that because that's very different than let's just argue over the meaning. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that, that can, yeah. you know, and there's a time and place for some of that, right? I mean, that, that's fine. Exactly. But yeah. there's also a time and place just simply to hear and having that visual you hear differently. And you're totally. absolutely right. I've been in those scenarios where someone holds up a picture and you're like, yeah, I don't get it. How does this connect? And they start talking like, oh, I so get it now. Never yeah. saw it that way. And never saw the story that way ever. Yeah, yeah, which is such a gift. They're so yeah. illuminating. So say a little more about the different packs. Like I said there's packs or different ones. Say a little more about the different packs, what they cost. We'll do sort of a, a brief infomercial. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. So we created some tools for people to be able to use this, uh, to use our insights here about the power of visual um, and uh, how important it is for the formation of faith. And in fact, we've really actually come to believe, I'm going to up the ante on everything you said, that it is going to be pretty impossible for the church to do transformative faith formation um, just with words going into the future, because our 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 um, our our society has changed so much. Um, the way people are formed and shaped. Anyone under forty is 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 really been more profoundly shaped by images than words. So churches really have to make this adjustment. So we created tools to help uh, churches be able to do that. We have, um, I think now seven different packs of images. Um, they're, they're not profoundly different than each other. There's two packs of, um, and there's a hundred images in each pack. They're beautiful sized, they um, beautifully printed five by seven. We wanted them big um, five by seven uh, cards. And so that you can just throw them out on the table and people can choose images 
images, as I said, a hundred in a pack. And um, we actually created a couple packs for kids that have more pictures of children and fewer, if any, disturbing images in them so that, um, so that you know, leaders could feel really comfortable about throwing those out for, uh, for groups of kids. And then, um, and then the last pack we just created is, we called it a people pack. We were getting feedback that people were not finding enough um, uh, ethnic faces in what they were seeing in our other packs. So we wanted to give them um, a pack of just faces of people and it's 80% um, people of color and 20% uh, white faces, just the way the world is. Oh, so wow. yeah. people pack is just a reflection of, of, uh, of people in our world and the broad diversity of what God has created among us. So that's that. And then we also have uh, developed um, this database. So it's got about um, 4,000 images in it that are all tagged to emotional themes or ministry themes. And uh, so if you're looking for something specific and you want an image of this for this or, or Bible study that you're doing or this teaching that you're doing or this sermon that you're doing, you can go on our database with the subscription service. It's very inexpensive. 150 bucks for a year, and you have access to do whatever you want with these images. All our images are copyright free. We um, have photographers who have uh, donated images to us, and then we also have images that we've downloaded, um, but they're all copyright free. You can use them and reproduce them without any questions. Yeah, and you can use it in a variety of ways, right? I mean, you can use these in sermons, in training. I use these when I do training, uh, yeah. and I'll use them in one of two ways. I have the cards. Or I use the images up on a screen. On um, a screen. And I'll, you know, and I'll get in just a few of them and ask people to pick one. Uh, right. I actually use some of the disturbing ones. I kind of like those uh, because it gets a reaction, right? People are, right. You know, oh, my emotion is there, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's say a little more about how um, small groups use these, right? So I want you to say a little more yeah. about the methodology of how yeah. how this goes into connecting with scripture. Yeah, great. Thanks for asking about that. We've really tried to keep the methodology very, very simple. Um, it's basically images, scripture, and questions. And you can use those three things in whatever order you want. And we have found it to be equally as effective. It just kind of depends upon your situation and your people, how you want to, um, you want to rotate those three, those three things, but images, scripture questions. So you lay out images or you project images, people choose or focus on an image, you read scripture or they read scripture. And then you can ask questions uh, about the image itself before you're processing it through the lens of scripture. You can um, you can uh, wait and ask questions and have people tell about their images through the lens of whatever story that uh, that they've grabbed. Um, yeah, it, it's basically that and variations on the theme. And here's an important um, caveat: we have a whole bunch of questions on our website that you can um, find and download that we've have put there as general questions to be able to feed your thinking about what kinds of questions would I ask people. But we really find that it helps to be able to ask questions about yourself, God, or others. So the questions related to the images are all uh, fit into those three categories. How to, you know, how does your story connect with this image? That's about yourself. What might God be trying to tell you um, as you look at this image? It looks about God. Where is God in this image? And then others. 
Um, how do you experience other people through this image? Um, how do you experience other people through this story? So if you just remember those three big categories, you can build your own questions in all the ways you want. And you don't need many of them, has been my experience. Oh. Right? Yeah. People can, you'll be amazed at how free people will be with their emotions. Um, and it really does create a different level of engagement using these yeah. has been has been what I found. One of the other things that y'all have talked about that I'd like you to like for you to expand upon is sure. uh, I know in the trending we talked about a shifting, right? Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about that before. And yeah. in particular um, is this one, because I think it's, it's so on point, and that is shifting from formation through enlightenment, right, which is intelligence and, and mind, to, to formation through relational and attachments. Can you say a little more about that? Yeah, so as we've done this project, um, for us, these we created uh, and articulated these shifts because we want to make sure we keep our eye on the goal. And the goal for us is transformative Christian formation, uh, transformation. So the the end goal is not images. Or just a good conversation. Or just a good conversation. The end goal is that kind of um, space for the spirit to move and be able to transform people's hearts. So we articulated these shifts to to help remind us that this is what we're really about. And the first one is um, a shift from formation um, as a mind process, formation uh, by way of the mind, to formation by way of the heart, which means... Um, formation by the mind is the enlightenment is uh, is reflected by the enlightenment for a lot of years in our churches. And it's still there. We, it's still going to be there for a while. Well, yeah, and we're not saying we don't want to take mind seriously. That please don't hear that. Um, we we think the mind matters, and we're to love God with our with our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah, but but we have used the classroom. And, and, and helped people to think that go, attending a Bible study and learning more about Jesus is the same as learning to love Jesus. Amen. And, yeah, absolutely right. And, and so that's what we really want to tackle. And, you know, amazingly, amazingly, miraculously, this process helps make that happen. Um, this process moves people from thinking about something to um, to talking in very real heart terms about um, about what what God is doing in them and through them. Yeah. One other way that I think this is helpful is if you have an intergenerational or a multi-generational class. Totally. Right. Because that can be intimidating for folks, right? Is, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't have their experiences. They don't have my experiences. And these are great for that. We've used them as a family. Just use the images, read the scripture. And you don't have to use all the images, right? Just, you know, throughout four or five and yeah. um, begin talking. And just right there, right after dinner, we have these great conversations um, about Scripture, about what God is doing in Scripture and, and, and is calling us to by using these cards. So lots of different ways to use them. It's sort of um, as much as your imagination, which, which brings me to one last point, and I could go on and on here about why I think this is so important for adults, is it engages something they're not used to, and yeah. that's their imagination. Mm-hmm. And then gives them an avenue to talk about their emotions, which oftentimes are reserved about in a way that's more freeing. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think these are just, these are great. So 
I could go on, I'll stop. Um, but any last things you wanna say, anything that I haven't covered that, that you wanna make sure and cover, because I, I do think these are so helpful for small groups too. As, if Steve, as Steve and I have talked about moving away from curriculum and how that can be a crutch. And again, place, there's a place for curriculum, absolutely. Or curricula, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this is a resource that can help you have different conversations that really right. are about transformation and engaging scripture to get there. Right. Um, so right. I think I didn't cover anything else you want to plug there. Yeah, no, I think that I think that really does it. Um, we often uh, I guess it doesn't do it. We often uh, find ourselves having conversations with people who want to um, to come to compare this project and what we're doing here with uh, with photographs with uh, Christian art, you know, stained glass windows um movies or videos about biblical topics or themes. And we just want to always say those are great things and they do great things on their own. Pay attention though, because oftentimes those things depict the story or tell the story in uh, illustrated exactly in a critical way, all good, but that's not what this does. And, um, and so that's just one more thing to, to help people get into this as a process. Um, this allows, the image allows us to be able to, to live into the biblical story and to, to, to see into one another as we, um, as we get into the biblical story. Yeah. So it, it goes after, um, you know, kind of making that scripture come alive or even making our conversation come alive about grief in a, in, but in a very different way than just an, than an illustration does. And um, so that's an important thing for people to realize is, is yeah, illustrated Bibles are great. Um, they, but this is different than that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a great place to end. So thank you, Nancy. This has been wonderful. Good. Thank you so much, Scott. It's been a pleasure to connect with you guys and yeah, blessings as y'all continue to do this. So I've had the opportunity to talk with Nancy a few times and I always find it engaging and um, I'm always illuminated by our conversations and get a lot out of them. And I hope that conversation was helpful for you and for your small groups in ways that perhaps you can you can do things a little differently. Um, and, and this is one way, it's not the only way, using the Visual Faith Project cards. You can just use images in general. Um, but it is certainly one way that makes it easier because of the research that they've done and the particular images that they use. Um, but so, um, Steve, I'm curious, what did you take away from that conversation that I had with Nancy? Well, before I comment on that, oh, okay. I just want to just give a testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've used these. So. To the power of these visual faith cards, uh, images. Images, yeah. Um, last year. In the fall, I think it was in the fall of last mm -hmm. year, I was invited actually back to the Kalamazoo district in the Western Michigan Conference. And they invited me back to, uh, they, they had earlier in the year, I was there earlier in the year, and, and as a result of my visit there, they th that district um, voted, because I was a speaker at their district okay. conference in March, I think it was. And at the end of that conference, they adopted the general rule of discipleship oh, as nice. their the district's rule of life, which I was, th you know, thrilled about. Yeah, that. sure. So they invited me to come back in the fall to help them sort of unpack what that means, what the, you know, how to put that into practice. Gotcha. Okay. 
And so I turned to Scott to say, give me some ideas as okay, to yeah, you yeah. know yeah. how to engage the people in interpreting and understanding the various parts of the general rule of discipleship. Yep. And Scott suggested you know, that I take a pack of the visual faith cards and some suggestions on how to use them. Yep. So I used those cards. We used it for two or three times yeah. during a couple hour presentation. You know, I did a couple different versions. of One that was an all day thing with clergy, oh. a day apart for clergy. So that was most of a day. And then later that evening, did a two hour session with laity. Oh, wow. Busy day. Um, but both groups, as we did sort of feedback at the end of the day, evaluation, they appreciated everything I had to say, but those images, the use yeah. of those images, really, there was a lot of high energy mm -hmm. in the room around those images and the sharing that happened yes. using them. Yes. It just unleashed imagination. That's right. Um, and it was just really powerful. It made my job a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> but and I think that's a key point, and that is adults get bored if, if to, most adults just get bored with in, in the American culture anyway get bored with lecture yeah. right and when we can draw on their experiences and their stories they're engaged they're more eager and now we can really get a deeper level of conversation I yeah. know you've got more to say so I'll, I'll keep it so that so I was recalling my mm -hmm. experience using these cards um, the, the images as I was listening to the interview yeah and some comments that, and she just reinforced mm -hmm. um, my experience using them with groups of different groups of people. Um, and I really liked her that you know the comments that uh, just may take a couple of notes of you know, that the, the images connect images with faith formation, yep. and that it, it engages the imagination. And images. This is the piece that really stood out to me that images tap into the person's unconscious story and experience. Yes. Um, and I think that is absolutely true and it's powerful and it's, powerful, yes. it's, it's a powerful, um, you could even say a means of grace hmm. of engaging people's unconscious, yeah. a way of bringing it out and telling and, 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 and a way of telling stories um, and and that's what that's how we connect with each other is through our stories. Yeah, that's true. And it helps to bring out those stories. Um, and the other thing that I was re I was reflecting on this again this morning as I was preparing to come to do this recording, um, that these visual images function in a similar way to the the icons yeah, that's true. of the Eastern Church, of the Orthodox Church. Yep. If you've ever been to a, in an Orthodox, um, Eastern Orthodox, either Greek or Russian Orthodox um, church. Overstimulating. <laughs> yeah, but they use icons yes. as, as part of their worship and their, you know, icons are basically devotional tools. Yes. Um, and the purpose of them is to un really unleash the imagination, you know, to tap into our imagination because we are visual creatures. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the icon is an invitation to enter into the world of the kingdom of God. Mm, interesting. 
um, through the icon, and it's you know it's it's a I, I'm having trouble thinking of the word, <laughs> but it's it's entering into the world of God. Okay. Through contemplating the icon, and in some ways, that's what these images do: is they, on a much more individualistic, yeah, more subjective, um, subjective way. Yeah. But it's 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 another it's a powerful way of using icons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and you know, for me, the thing that I I've appreciated use it, and I use them in my small group, and I think I mentioned that in the interview, is engagement. Is I really appreciate how when taking something as a simple tool like this and people are so ready to share whereas if I ask the question you know what did Jesus mean by this you'll get sort of you know answers all over the board and some of which relate to the passage and some don't but if I can begin with their story and then transition into scripture we get to a deeper level not just asking about what does it mean to me but then what's really happening in the text and I think that that's a much better place to be when it comes to scripture engagement Um, So highly recommend this. Uh, If you've got questions, you can reach out to me. I reach out to Nancy. Um, And and we hope that this has been a helpful podcast for you. We hope that you'll continue to give us ratings on iTunes. Hope you'll you'll share this with uh, with all your family members, friends, pastors, uh, everyone everyone you know. How about that? Right? Just make it nice and broad. Everyone you know. Everyone you know. Um, yeah, there's, we'll, we'll always send you swag if uh, we, we catch you um, promoting us on Twitter, Facebook. I uh, hope you'll email us your questions, and we look forward to being in ministry with you and for you here at Discipleship Ministries, your apportionment dollars at work. Until next time, peace. Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.